Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Brent Bowers from Landsharks LLC. Welcome, Brent. Hey, what's going on, Rama? Yeah, going well, Brent. Thank you very much for joining. A little bit about Brent, an army officer with over eight years of service before founding the company. He's breaking barriers as as ever president family man and GBS president and founder. Besides work, he spends most of his time with his wife and kids, going on trips with his trusty camper and his fail-safe trust on his whole team. So with that, Brent, you want to add anything to your background? No, that's that's pretty good. Um, yeah, eight and a half years of military, was uh, always away, always gone. And, you know, real estate uh, provided me a different lifestyle, lifestyle freedom, the ability to make my own choices and uh, to own a business that serves me and my family. Awesome, awesome. So why you choose real estate? You know, I've always been fascinated with just finding, you know, something that's run down or beat up one man's trash and turning it into another man's treasure. And I was always fascinated with just like how people would fix up houses and then turn around and they would be profitable properties, basically. And that's just always what's fascinated with me. You know, look, watching HGTV was probably one of my favorite shows growing up. Okay, got it. And how real estate is helping you in lifestyle freedom? You know, real estate helps me in lifestyle freedom is, I would say, number one is because of the land deals that we do. We buy land deals and we turn around and sell or finance them. So it not only just gives us one payment, but it gives us many, many, many payments. And the longer we sell or finance, the longer the term, the longer the payments we have. Now, I, I do buy rentals. I do have an apartment complex. I, I do have uh, office rental. And these rentals are amazing with the passive income and the monthly paychecks we get. However, I have to I have to talk to the tenants, you know, or I have to have property management. And the land, it's still the same thing. It's kind of like mailbox money, but it goes in our bank account automatically. And the tenants never call because there's nothing to fix. Got it. And how exactly land deals works and what is your business model? You know, the business model is basically we we find land at, uh, you know, massive discounts. And how do you find that? You know, you pick a playground, you pick an area, and then you find landowners. And obviously, we can start with the landowners that are out of state as well as behind on taxes. And those are sometimes a really good low-hanging fruit to where we can get the land for a huge discount. Um, and then eventually you move on to all the landowners in that area. And we, we love mailing an actual, we call it the LOL, the land offer letter. Uh, every time we get a LOL back, a land offer letter back, it's signed. It's usually at, at, a, at a massive discount. We're getting the land at less than 50 cents on the dollar. So we'll buy the land and then we'll turn around and market that land to our buyers list, our massive buyers list that wants to make a down payment and pay monthly for this land. Because most people think is how much is it going to cost me each month? not what's the total price. So if we give them the ability to make monthly payments, we're able to sell more land and have more notes coming in. Got it, got it. So which markets are you targeting? Uh, you know, I really love Colorado and Florida and Arizona markets. 
Um, we're also in Pennsylvania. I really like the, the, the incoming, the inbound states. You mentioned you're in South Carolina. That's one of the number one states where people are moving into right now. Florida is number five. Uh, so I, I really like to, to go towards those markets, but I, really, I started out in Colorado Springs where I was stationed at Fort Carson. I started out in my own backyard because it gave me the ability to see the land, to check out the land, to take photos of the land and be able to meet buyers and sellers at the land. Got it, got it, thank you. So would you share any challenging experiences with you know land deals? You know, I would say that in the beginning, um, I was doing really well just right off of the bat. And then I kind of got a little cocky, a little arrogant because I was like, okay, I can make money on any parcel of land if I buy it cheap enough. And I stopped going and looking. I stopped sending people. Uh, and at first it was me going and looking. And then I learned I need to always send somebody. Um, but I bought this huge crater in the ground. And it was also what we call a treasure's deed, how that seller had purchased that land. So that was also a clouded title. So just, I would say one of the hurdles that I faced was not doing the proper due diligence, not doing the proper research. I mean, kind of like with multifamily, you got to do, you got to check out all the units, you know? Um, so it's just basically, that was one of my mass, massive hurdles was just getting, uh, I guess, overconfidence and just pulling the trigger too fast and just sending the, pay, the, the, the money to buy the parcel of land, not running proper title searches. Uh, so just really just slow, just sometimes you have to just back up and slow down. Got it. So you mentioned one of the due diligence is property search. So what else we need to do, you know, uh, during due diligence part? You know, I, I really like to get eyes on the property, whether it be me or someone on my team or someone we hire, you know, we go look, there's people like that. But I really love sending out a land specialist realtor. And how do you find these guys? Like they're, they're kind of like, uh, they're kind of like the unicorn that there's not as many of them. I love to go to Zillow.com and, and Redfin.com and see who's actually doing the land transactions out there. Who's listing this stuff? Who's providing the buyer for this stuff? And I will copy and paste those names on, on, on just a regular old Word document. And then I'll go back. And if I see that Rama keeps coming up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna highlight you in yellow. And then Sarah keeps coming up. I'm gonna highlight her, her in orange. And then Paul, he came up twice. I'm gonna highlight him in green. And I'm going to go back and see who's got the most highlights. And I'm going to start with that person that's coming up the most because I want to talk to that person. They probably know the streets. They probably know where there's a water. They probably know where there is water and sewer lines, you know, because sometimes that can make or break you on a property if there's no water or sewer and you're comparing it to a property that has water and sewer taps right on the property line. You know, you could pay way too much for a parcel of land that way. So little things like that, just, just knowing the streets, knowing the area. And it's the same thing with houses and multifamily. You got to know certain things before you just start pulling the trigger. But sometimes you just got to go and take some action. You can't just wait and do like literally get into the analysis paralysis mode because then you never buy anything. Yeah, that's awesome information. Thank you for sharing that. So normally, how many deals are you doing per month? You know, uh, it varies. There's some months where we'll do 10 or 20 transactions and some months where we'll do five or six. It's like a, a, a cyclical, uh, you know, type business. And then there's one month where we might just do one land deal and it's a multi-million dollar purchase. 
So it kind of goes up and down. Now, granted, I still like to do the smaller land deals because that's what puts food on the table. That's what pays our team while we're simultaneously working a bigger land deal. Got it. And what's your business plan on these land deals? You are quiet then what exactly will do and you know, what's your business exit plan? You know, as far as the exit plan, you know, I've had offers now to from companies that want to just purchase the entire business because the, the land comes with it. Because usually I don't transfer the land out of the business's name until they have fulfilled the contract for deed. They paid off the property. Um, but the goal, uh, the internal team goal is to get our land income payments to $100,000 per month. And one of the ways we're doing that are people are now coming and partnering with us as, as lenders, uh, partner lenders to where they're making 10% on their money. Um, so that's one way that's allowed us to do that. So if I buy a piece of land that's worth 90,000, it's worth 90, but I only pay 30,000 for it, $30,000, uh, I'm getting that land at, at 33 cents on the dollar. So my lending partner is in an extraordinary, wonderful position they're making 10% on their money every single month and it's and it's secured by a piece of real estate that that's we're literally buying at 30 cents on the dollar and then i turn around and sell it to someone that needs to make payments and they buy it for 90,000 and they're paying 12% on the 90,000 so it's a really it's a great positive arbitrage i'm paying 10% on 30,000 my buyer's paying 12% on 90,000 and it really works out well. It's positive cash flow. There's no tenants to manage, no no toilets to you know to <laughs> to worry about, or you know roofs to repair or foundations to fix. Awesome, and thank you, thank you for sharing that. And also, you're managing multiple asset classes, also. So, how exactly are managing multiple asset class, like you know, rental properties, multifamily properties, on land deals? You know, the reason why I get into multi multiple assets is one because I'm an entrepreneur and everything is shiny to me. We call it the shiny object syndrome. Uh, we see vision, we see we see opportunity in everything. Uh, but one reason, one major reason why I buy, you know, invest in apartment complexes and and rental houses and vacation rentals that me and my family want to go and visit is because one major reason, and that's called uh, wealth taxes, because you cannot depreciate land. You can't write off taxes on land. So I have a tax problem at the end of the year. So I have this huge tax bill from all this money we made in land. But what we do is we make sure we invest enough. That way it lowers our tax bill. That way we can depreciate the property. We can, we can get the, um, you know, the cost segregations for the houses, the things that the IRS taxes or the IRS wrote in their tax code to benefit real estate investors. So we take the funds, we take the income from the land and, and actually purchase other cash flowing assets that save us money on taxes. Got it. Thank you. That's, that's a great strategy. And yeah, you're strong at, you know, hiring team and, you know, building quality team is very, very important in business. So would you share some, you know, best practices around that? Yeah, I'll tell you, um, you show me any entrepreneur, any business owner, that's a one man show doing this all on their own. I will, I can almost guarantee that there is eventually going to be a time when they burn out or they shift their strategy too much to where they're not making consistent income. Uh, one thing that my team does is we we focus. Like anytime I want something done right, I make sure I give it to someone that's better at it than me and that's more consistent at it than me. I'm I'm a wonderful starter. I'm a wonderful creator, and and I see things. But 
one thing I'm not good at is consistency. You know, every day doing the hundred phone calls, every day talking to the following up with our, our sellers, every day following up with our buyers, doing the accounting. So at the end of the day, I literally, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. We just hired an in-house accountant to help us keep our books straight, help us keep our taxes straight. Because guess who was not doing a good job at it? Myself. Um, I, I could handle it when it was very small. And then I had an outside bookkeeping team. We outran them. So your, your business is always going to be growing and evolving and changing. And you're going to bring people in. You're going to have to fire people. Um, but I love hiring people that are referrals, that are in our warm market, uh, just like recommended. I have not had good luck finding people on, you know, uh, those hiring jobs or websites like, you know, ZipRecruiter. Um, I have not had, I've not been fortunate with those. It's most of the time it's been through friends and family and warm network. And I started a real estate meetup. You, you start to really network with people and you can build your team that way. Got it. Yep. Thank you. And what's your take on current market situation, Brent? <laughs> you know, I don't have a crystal ball and I will tell you, I'm looking at facts. I'm looking at data. A lot of people are very optimistic. Um, but here's one thing. Data is not trying to sell me anything. And data is telling me that interest rates went up. People are uh, going to have to pay more per month for this same $250,000 house. So that we are now reducing the buyer pool that can afford that. So there's going to be a couple things happen. The house is going to sit on the market longer. Uh, builders might stop building as fast. People might stop buying land as fast. Um, that's just my market prediction. I think that as things slow down, things might just lower in price a little bit. I don't think we're going to have a, you know, a huge crash or anything like that that we saw in 2008 um, because it's just a different time. However, moratoriums have ended as well. So banks that are holding this shadow inventory where people are still living in the house, but the bank still owns it, these things are about to change. So I think there'll be more inventory. Um, houses will sit on the market a little longer. Interest rates went up. So prices are going up as far as monthly payment. So that's kind of my outlook. I just think that we're going to have a little bit more opportunity as investors um, to you know make better decisions and have other deals available to us. Because right now, you know, there's such limited inventory. Sellers can just sell for pretty much anything they want uh, or wanted to for about like 30 days ago. So a lot has changed in the last 30 days. Our, our comps now are only good, I would say, 30 days ago before, like, because before the interest rates went up, you know, we can go back six months because they were low, but now we can only go back from the time those interest rates went up. Yep. Got it. Yep. Thank you for sharing your perspective. And so would you share any of your best experiences so far? Uh, you know, I would say my best experience is just uh, we're about to go into the summertime and just knowing that uh, I can take the entire summer off with my children and just let uh, business keep humming along and just know that I can spend that time. And before, you know, when I was in the military, I couldn't do that. I always had to be somewhere at a certain time. You know, I had to put my kids in summer camps and daycare. Um, but now it's just, uh, we can go and enjoy it. We can go to the Florida Keys or, or, or visit our, our lake house. That's one of the Airbnbs that we have that it pays for itself um, because Airbnb or short-term rental. So I guess my best experience is just time freedom. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, would you also share any challenging experiences? You know, the challenging experience um, was, 
I would say 2009, when I kind of threw in the towel, I started in real estate in 2007. I got my real estate license, bought a rental property, moved, um, and just all at the same time, everything was happening. And then 2008 happened. And it's like someone pulled the carpet out from underneath me. And I was not prepared for it at that time. I only had one plan. And ultimately, that's why I joined the military. Um, and then, you know, a couple of years of that really kind of just gave me, you know, discipline. It taught me discipline. I had some challenges during those years as well. Always away, always gone. Ended up, uh, my first marriage ended up not working out because I was always away from home, always gone, always deployed, always training. So those years kind of set me up for where I'm at now. And it gave me a why, you know, to be home more often, to not always be gone. Um, and then also to prepare for, you know, these shifts in our market. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? So right now we are focusing on, we've got a couple of projects we're working on um, that uh, is requiring you know, quite a bit of cash. Uh, I've got one 36 acre parcel that um, I'm, I'm bringing in some uh, uh, lending partners to help us acquire. We're going to turn it into a uh, what do you call it? a, sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. I guess I need to drink another coffee. Uh, we're going to do an RV, uh, park and the city is like ready to go. Um, we're just waiting on an engineer to, to draw us the plans, but you know, that's one of my focuses. I'm, I'm actually bringing in, you know, lending partners to help me make this or accomplish this or equity partners. Um, so Another focus is I'm building out my YouTube channel. Um, I just started a YouTube channel really right out a year ago, and it's going really well. And if you go to YouTube, just search Brent Bowers, and you can find it there. Awesome. And uh, any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful? Absolutely. I would say, um, you know, every single day, just eating healthy and drinking water. And uh, there's a great book uh, I heard about. Uh, it's called Fit for Life. But uh, one of the one of my habits is, and this is definitely truly a habit. It started out as I'm motivated, uh, but it's turned into a habit because every morning after me or my wife drop off our children, I go to the gym or I run or I do some type of workout. And every single day of the week, five days a week, as long as I'm not traveling, this happens automatically. I, I go and get some type of physical activity, whether it be weightlifting or running or running on the beach or whatever it is. It's just every single day it happens and it's really changed my life. Um, just, just doing this every single day, because there's one thing that I've noticed every time I leave, or I'm about halfway through a workout, I feel more motivated to make those phone calls, to make the hard phone calls, to get, you know, to, to face that fear of rejection or failure that most humans have. We have two fears. Usually it's fear of failure and fear of rejection. But one thing that working out and moving, whether it be walking or, or jogging or you got a treadmill desk, I don't care. You got to get your endorphins up somehow or another, whether it be 10 pushups or some air squats or some jumping jacks. But endorphins are the, you know, the antidote to cortisol and cortisol is what slows us down. It's what pauses us. It's fear. It keeps us alive, you know, and that's in our brain from, you know, 5,000 years ago when uh, saber tooth or tiger or whatever was going to kill us because we didn't have shelter. So cortisol slows us down. It doesn't allow us to make those phone calls. It, it gives us more fear in our minds. So we're not moving forward, but the antidote to cortisol is endorphins and that's moving and working out and just, just getting that pump in. So I recommend that for anybody listening to this is get some type of daily physical 
regimen, you might say, oh, I don't have time for that. Well, get up an hour earlier. Oh, I'm not a morning person. Well, go to bed an hour earlier. Stop watching TV. <laughs> turn it off. You don't have to stop watching TV, but turn it off at a certain time. Yeah. Awesome. And any books that impacted your life and what way? You know, I love the book called The Wealthy Gardener by John Sofork. The Wealthy Gardener. Such a beautiful story. I actually highly recommend listening to that on Audible. Uh, it was just a great story that I was listening to every day, uh, going back and forth to my office. But I actually bought the book now too, because it's just such a great book. Awesome. And how are you giving back to community, Brent? You know what? Uh, through tithing, through training other people, I have a, a program called The Land Sharks. I teach people how to build a land business that will support them and their family and eventually others. And eventually others is the tithing and giving back and uh, showing people how to create businesses. Um, and then also with my own personal team, uh, one of my teammates just paid off her, her mortgage and uh, she's completely debt free. And then my next, uh, my next plan is to create a fund, you know, create something to start feeding the children um, in my local County here. Um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of children that go without food on a daily basis and, you know, they don't have the ability to get in their car and go to work um, or start a business. So um, just a couple ways, but uh, thanks for asking about that. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you? You know, the best way to connect with me is uh, Instagram, Brent L. Bowers, Brent L. Bowers, or find me on YouTube, Brent Bowers. Um, and then if you're in, if someone's interested in seeing if they want to start a land business that will, you know, eventually serve them and their family and others, just head on over to thelandsharks.com and schedule a call. Awesome. And thank you, Brent. Thank you for sharing your experience on land deals and, you know, how to build right team and, and also other best and challenging experiences. Thank you. Thanks, Rama. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.